What is your profession? Welcome to OCR Audio with your hosts, Luke and Jack. Excellent. So we're joined today by Ian Hosek. Ian, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's starting to turn to winter where I live, but I like winter, so that's all good. Where is nice where is that American winter? Because in England, we have a whole different concept of winter. It's not rain. This is very much American winter. So I'm at uh, 6,000 feet of elevation, and we probably aren't going to get above freezing very much for a couple months, and we already have snow on the ground. Um, we got three inches the other day and then we're going to get another three uh today it looks like that sounds that sounds awesome it's pretty fun so do you do you drop your trainers for skis in the winter ian yeah so i do uh a lot of cross training in the winter i'll do a lot of cross-country skiing um a lot of downhill skiing and then also ski mountaineering so basically you skin up and then ski down the hill yeah. Um, all of that is great cross training and great aerobic training. We were, um, we had John Alban on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and he was, he was saying that he's just got into that. He did one in Bergen in Norway. He didn't realize quite how hard work it was going to be. But yeah, that, that oh was- yeah, it's like you work the entire time. Um, it's harder than running because you can sustain a higher heart rate the entire time. Uh, while doing it and it's not as high impact so you can just go all out um super fun <laughs> so what's what's your off season look like then do you do you um so obviously you, you finished with your last race the world's a couple of weeks ago was that your last race this season yeah last last race was world's um beat the crap out of me but uh yeah i'm gonna take a few weeks off um and then start ease back into structured training where i I plan out my workouts right now, just trying to recover, um, get rid of all the injuries I have and become a normal person for a few weeks and then get back at it. Nice, nice. And when you say normal, does that mean like anything goes, pizzas, chocolate, you know, beer? You tend to have a couple of weeks, like complete. Yeah, chocolate on pizza. Nice. (laughs) Right after my own heart. Um, Yeah, (laughs) anything goes right now, but I... I still eat fairly clean and um, don't do it in terms, don't overdo it in terms of alcohol or anything like that. But just I'm not as rigorous um, or fixated on what I'm doing all the time. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I think you need that. Then. So, looking back at um, OCR Worlds, Ian, how did you find the event? It was hard. It was definitely different than any OCR event I've ever done. Um, the closest thing we had over here in the States would be battle frog uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago when it was very obstacle heavy. The rigs were difficult. Um, but OCR worlds, especially the 15 K where there was close to a hundred obstacles over 15 kilometers, that was really dense. And a lot of those we'd never seen before. Um, talking with Ryan Atkins after the race, he had similar thoughts and just losing five to 10 seconds per obstacle just because we'd never seen it before that mm-hmm. adds up over time. And that, that really, that shows minutes. Um, it was a lot of fun and it definitely 
showed some gaps in our training and races over here just because mm-hmm. we don't have anything like that to train on um some strength stuff for me but uh it beat me up pretty good and <laughs> came home licking some wounds but uh looking forward if they have it again there next year um i at least know what to expect and go into it with a with some experience uh, they um it was yesterday, Luke, they put an Instagram post out saying register for next year and there was a great British flag in the top corner. So I don't know if that was a clue to say that, but we don't it, know. Yeah, it seems like it might be. You never know. Yeah, uh, I did see the registration. I didn't see the British flag. I'll have to check that out. But that, that yeah, that that's probably mistake. a pretty good end. In- that might have been my mistake. I yeah. don't know. But I just, just what I saw. But I think normally there's two no, years I- in contract anyway, Ian. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, they did Blue Mountain State for two years um, or wherever that was in Canada. Um, and then if, I mean, Calvin and Hatch or that, the nuclear race bunker, that's a pretty sweet area uh, with mm-hmm. all of those permanent obstacles. And they can, even though a lot of the obstacles would be similar next year, they could completely change the race up with just how much area they have and where they put them in the race. I think yeah. um, I'm kind of hoping to do do that next year because I want to get involved. After just doing the media this year, I sort of watched that race and thought, you know what, I quite fancy this. I don't know about oh, you. you would have loved it. Yeah, yeah, I think it would have been awesome. So when you say you were beaten up, Ian, is that purely the terrain? As in like the muddy sort of field type of running that sort of did you legs in? Or more the obstacles? Uh, a bit of both. And then also the intensity. So the 3K intensity, um, that short of a race I'm not really used to. And then going that hard for that amount of time, um, that definitely takes a toll on the body. Also, just the amount of races I did that weekend. Um, I actually ended up double dipping on the team races on Sunday. So I did four races in three days. And just that amount of racing really Does can take its toll. Um, in the team race on Sunday, Atkins, Botris, and I were running, and the final obstacle, the slip wall, Ryan jumps from the top, and I'm the last one over the wall, so of course I have to jump from the top, and I land wrong and tweak my knee um, and finish the race out, and then have to go do another one, uh, the co-ed race, but just things like that repeatedly over and over um, for three days, really, uh, yeah, and it's the end of a long season. Each year, the obstacle course racing season seems to get longer and longer, um, mm-hmm. especially the Spartan Race Series. They keep lengthening that, much to the chagrin of a lot of the athletes over here. So just, I mean, long season coupled with hard days of racing really uh, really beat me pretty good. Which distance did you prefer then, Ian? I liked the 15K. Um, I think I could have done better had i had some strength weaknesses like i spent a couple minutes on the parallel bars the ones where you shimmy across on your hands Mm -hmm. um just because they were super slippery and that's not a movement i do very often so Mm -hmm. i was uh a fish out of water in that area um but i would have to say i i love obstacles in general so doing that many in a race was fun so you said about uh, the spartan race season um, is that that's been your main focus in 2018, uh, doing the series and then World Champs, I believe you were at. Um, how did that go? Yeah. For you? How did you find the Spartan Race series and then Tahoe? 
It was good. Um, I felt the most prepared this year uh, that I've ever been. It's my third or fourth year racing now. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to get some more experience under my belt and my fitness is coming along nicely. Uh, I believe I finished sixth in the point series for the U.S. series. And then I got ninth. I think it was ninth. Ninth Mm -hmm. in Tahoe. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Yeah, ninth. I think. Yes. Um, it was good. Uh, Tahoe is always pretty brutal. Um, this year they was shorter than most. Uh, I think it was only like 13.2 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, there was a lot of kickback last year. They had made it really long and difficult. And I don't think a lot of people enjoyed that for the world championship. And this year they kind of went the other direction and made it pretty easy in my opinion. I would have been okay with a few more miles and a couple more hills, but, uh, yeah, it was good. And then the Spartan race series, they put, they used a couple new venues this year. Um, Utah was a cool one, good mountains on there. And then Chicago as well, which was a really, really flat, muddy course, which Mm -hmm. made things pretty interesting. Um, that was, I would say that was muddier than, uh, OCR world championships, if you can believe it. Yeah, it looked really yeah, on the live feed. feed yeah, crazy. I think I think nuclear. Um, sorry, Brentwood Essex, the World Champion course. That could. I mean, like now, there's a race there uh, this weekend uh, called Challenge Cup, Ian, and that will be filthy because we've had a lot of rain, so yeah. it will be muddy. So I just think you were quite oh, lucky yeah. when you were in England last couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, you were very fortunate to have four days of lovely weather because it's. Changed. I'll take it. I mean. That made it a lot nicer. I like mud, but I don't like mud to the point where it's that's the entire course and you can't really do anything with it. Mm-hmm. But um, like you say in there that um, America Spartan they've checked new venues this year. That's that's great. They've done that again in England. It's really good that Spartan are mixing it up. Um, and I hope next year will be the same. They'll bring in some more venues in America. Will they? You know? Yeah, I think they're gonna. They haven't released the series yet. Um, I'm hoping they do that soon because that makes planning your season pretty difficult if you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine they'll have a few new races here and there. Uh, and then they've also been expanding it. Last This 2018, they came out with the stadium series a bit more revamped, and then they also uh, put together the mountain series. Um, and that final race actually just happened this past weekend, and it was – basically hurricane conditions and hypothermia and mud and fell running. And it was, it sounded like a crazy course and I'm kind of happy I didn't go do it because people were getting pulled off the course right and left. Oh, wow. I suppose you don't do the mountain series. Would you not be suited to that, Ian? I don't have much body fat. So cold temperatures really get to me. Um, If my legs get cold, I just kind of shut down and I can't handle it. So you said before, like the season for OCR now is getting really long. Um, from a coach's point of view, how are you kind of preparing yourself and your athletes for like the length of the season? We're looking at like almost eight months, which is the season now. How is that difficult preparing a, for a long one? It's it's a nightmare. Um, the biggest thing is just managing injuries and preventing injuries uh, in the late season are kind of middle of the season when you're doing a lot of races mm-hmm. um i would prefer a season to be like five or six months at most 
that way you can do prep and then get ready and then have some good solid months of racing and then off season and then a good preseason. Um, but that's just not how it's going. And it looks it, from what I've heard, they're extending it this year and maybe one of the bigger races will start in February this year, as opposed to March. Um, so February 19, 2019, as opposed to March in 2018. So that's just another month tacked on. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the biggest thing is I just make sure. So I mandate an off season for all athletes, uh, a couple weeks, at least, like I mentioned, just to get back to being a normal person, mm-hmm. um, fix all the injuries and really reset your fatigue. And then also the hormone levels you have, um, thrown out of whack with all the training and then ease back into it. So it's all about slow progressions and not jumping back into peak volume right away. Um, you want to ease back into it and get good training. Um, make sure you don't overload the body too early, uh, and go from there. And then, like I said, when injuries pop up and with a season this long, they're almost guaranteed to, um, just manage them to the best of your ability. And if they need recovery time, make sure you take that and don't train through them. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everybody's on kind of the off season now, yourself included. Um, what would be kind of a few tips for people you could give for like off season? What would be a few of the best things to do other than just rest and drink loads of beer? Yeah. So I would say find some weaknesses you have, um, and maybe do some targeted strength work on those. If it's mm-hmm. a strength issue, um, if it's technique stuff for obstacles, go find like a local ninja gym, or mm-hmm. I always recommend, uh, rock climbing or bouldering. Those are great way to understand body movement and proprioception of like hands and feet, um, for rig stuff. And then also doing a lot of prehab or rehab, um, rehab if you have some injuries and then prehab, um, if you know what your injuries are and then trying to make sure those don't happen in the upcoming season. Uh, for an example is I have bad ankles and shoulders, so I'm constantly doing, um, prehab on those. And then this off season, I kind of take it up to another level, um, just to really make sure those are solid and build a foundation uh, that I can carry through the next season. What we should say at this point is um, Ian is actually a coach, aren't you, Ian? Is that your, I am, yes. Is that your full-time job outside of racing? Do you, is that your main job? Yep, racing and coaching. Nice. That's a good blend. And you, uh, you, I think we were talking at the world, you've got uh, Johnny Luna Limba that you train. Is that right? I do. Yeah, he's he's an athlete, and he's having a, he's having a great season. Is there anybody else out there that, that you train? Oh, I train a lot of people. Um, I actually have an athlete doing the nuclear race you guys mentioned um, challenge this cup. weekend. So, uh, yeah, the challenge cup. Um, have one out there. Uh, I'm yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm international at this point, so I've got some a client in Kuwait, got some Canadian clients, London, um, some people from Germany have reached out. So most of my business is found like grounded in the U S just cause I'm most well known here, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's all over the place and it, it's remote. So it can be done wherever, um, which so is really it, handy. 
So did you start as a PT years ago or is this like a newfound thing just with the sports come along with coaching? Where, where did it all start for you, Ian? Uh, so back, I've always been interested in sports um, since I was a kid. And then I got hooked into some really smart people over the years. So I worked for a sports nutrition company and learned a lot about that through them. Um, and then general athletics as well. And then I, I actually worked for Nike for several years and got to work fairly closely with their head physiologists and sports uh, researchers. My wife actually used to work in their biomechanics lab for sports research as well um, and learned a lot about training and physiology and what to do as well as what not to do um, over the years. And started training myself and a few other athletes when I was on team advanced movement athletics and then turned out I was pretty good at it and knew what I was doing um, and progressed from there and decided to make it my full-time, full-time business. So what, what was your first OCR race, Ian? First OCR race was a local mud run in 2011 um, and it was called Mud Mash. Mud mash. Mud mash. And that was in central California. Um, some friends had said, you like running and you're a rock climber. This might be up your alley. Turns out it was. And then uh, took a few years off and then got back into it in 2014. Um, I think with the Montana Spartan. Nice. And that was that sprint beast or super? Uh, that was a sprint back in the day, and then they transitioned to the beast, and then now they have a double weekend. It's the beast and the sprint. Oh, nice. And the rest is history. And that's nice. That one's nice because it's always a hometown race for me. I actually live 15 miles from the venue. Um, that's, that's the thing. Do you, how much traveling do you do like now, like next year, for instance? How much traveling are you going to have to do to go to the Spartan Series? Is it a lot of traveling for you? Yeah, it's usually a, a pretty long flight once a month. Um, so this year, I traveled six or seven times. Um, and, and next year will be about that. There aren't many races that are really close to where I live now in Idaho. So you can't um, exactly drive. So, yeah, so last year I was able to drive to like Seattle race. Um, that was only a few hours away from my house in Portland. Uh, this year, I think the closest one is Utah. Um, and I don't know if that'll be in the series again. I hope it is, but, uh, yeah, it'll be some decent traveling. It also depends on what the series looks like. So if it's a lot of East coast races, that's going to be unfortunate because I don't like flying that direction, but, um, you kind of got to do what you got to do. And then also if they revamp or if they uh, make the mountain series a bit more accessible, uh, that's something I'm going to take a look at as well. So other than the uh, Spartan series next year, what other races are you looking to do? OCR Worlds again, by the sounds of it? Yeah, OCR Worlds is definitely something I enjoy doing. Um, and then this year, uh, I missed out on the North American Championships um, mm. put on by the same company. Yeah. And uh, that's definitely something I wanted go to um and and try and focus on and then i always keep my eye out for the usa ocr series the new um organization coming up with ian adamson um mm -hmm. kind of the international one and i think they have they're getting that into the pan am games as a possibility um, nice. 
so I'm that's something I'm always watching uh, to see where it's where it is taking place for one thing as well as kind of the following and um, engagement behind it. Are, are you attending the Spartan Athlete Combine? I'm not. I'm just I'm too beat up for that to be taken seriously at this point. Um, I'm excited to see how it turns out. Uh, they've done this in the past and. I think they're putting a new spin on it this time um, with a little more focus and good exposure and good televi- good television. Um, I think it's, I'm hoping it'll be on Facebook live, uh, but just with this late in the season, it's and the injuries I have right now, it's, it's not worth it. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, and there's no money. So I don't <laughs> they've, they've travel is nowadays. Always a big factor. They've changed that yeah, now. Exactly. Facebook TV is it Spartan TV now? I think they're trying to make it a bit oh. more of a permanent thing. That okay, huh. I didn't know that. Spartans, but yeah, I think they're just trying to make it more change. mainstream now, aren't they? <laughs> I hope. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I told you my dog would bark at some point. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he he said he saw some friends and they're not saying hi to him. No. <laughs> he hasn't had his walks yet that's what it is oh he, we put a frisbee this morning he's fine he's just excitable he's a puppy still what sort of dog you got in? he is a boxer German shepherd uh, pit bull mix so he's he that's looks a, like a hellhound. That's a crazy mix. Nice. Yeah, he's sixty-five pounds of pure muscle. Uh, just, I've just had a picture of him. Actually, I've got a picture of him on your Instagram. <laughs> he's yeah, he's back fun. To, uh, back to the world, Ian. Can you tell me um, your favorite obstacle? The world, if you can remember. Oh gosh. Just interesting. Everyone we've asked has I, a different answer. Yeah, I really liked the three the three bell rig. So the Scott or the like the Viking rig. Yeah, is yeah what I know it. Um, that was really fun. And then also the obstacle I failed the most at the parallel bars. Um, not necessarily my favorite, but that's the one that sticks in my head the most, just because of how poorly I did at it, and how I don't want that to happen again. Makes you want to go home and train it, you mean? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. And the worst? The worst? Um, Are you a big fan of sandbags? Did you like the wreck bag carry? I love wreck bag carries. I love sandbags. Um, so that was something That was something I really enjoyed. The The floating rings held up by chains was really interesting. Um, I don't know the name of it, but they were metal rings that had two chains attached to the top. And then there was 20 of them in a row or so, and you had to crawl through them. Um, oh yeah. The mud rings. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was not super fun. No, I think that's pretty but, good. You just probably didn't know what you were doing. Did you? Uh, I talked to a few people and had, they gave me some pointers on how to get through it. So I actually knew what I was doing. It was still really awkward though. Yeah. I am. Um, I yeah, managed to have a bit of an easy obstacle. To 
I had a bit of a conversation with um, Ryan Atkins in those rings and he got himself stuck backwards. And because he was so broad, oh, no. he couldn't spin round. <laughs> yeah, once you go in one direction, you're committed. How do you, um, how do you see OCR um, in the sense of the sport? Where do you see it going? In, in what direction? Do you think the way sort of the world's and Adrian Bajanada and the way uh, Joe DeSena and Spartan's taking it, do you think that's a, uh, obviously is a good thing? Do you, do you like that way? Or do you think the whole federation needs to come in and do something? How do you see it going? Uh, there's a couple yeah there's a couple different ideas and thoughts on this i i'll go with what i like first which is i love running in the mountains and the woods and the forest and all like the crazy stuff um that is really hard to televise and showcase um because no one really wants to watch us run through the forest for two hours i mean that's pretty darn boring Mm -hmm. um versus something like a stadium style race for Spartan series or even the three kilometer short course. I think those are more of the future of the sport. So around half an hour or less um, to where you can engage the audience for the entire time, but not have it be too long where they'll lose interest. And also with those, there's going to be a lot of lead changes and it's going to be more of a battle as opposed to the longer stuff um, that it's hard to get cameras in the woods, especially with poor cell service or Wi-Fi, And uh, the races don't, aren't very exciting in terms of lead changes constantly um, over time. So I, I think in the future, we'll start seeing more short course stuff televised and that's going to get brought up more as well. Um mm-hmm. As far as the style of OCR races, I think having different options uh, like we do currently. So there's the Spartan, which isn't necessarily obstacle dense. It's a lot of heavier stuff. Um, And then you have OCR Worlds uh, and that company where they have more technique obstacles and there's a lot more obstacles within the race itself. and then a lot of the UK and toughest are similar to that as well. And uh, then there's the US, the OCR Federation. Um, and I still think they're trying to find their feet uh, and where they're going to be placed in OCR. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be really good for the future of the sport if we want to get it in the Olympics or on a more internationally recognized level as a sport. Um, so that needs to get pushed further down the road. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of always watching the engagement and how that's going. And right now it just doesn't have the support from the community. And that's really what's going to drive it. Um, once you get everyone promoting it beyond them promoting it themselves. Yeah. They're holding the event at a Spartan race aren't they, this year. I believe so. Um and I think it's on a sprint course, but even that, like it, it's difficult for them because they're, they're holding it at a Spartan race venue. Um, yeah. many people just think it's another Spartan race and not something independent. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think registration is even done through the Spartan website. So, uh, it's not necessarily staking its claim as an independent organization yet. Hmm. Needs a little bit more work, hopefully next year. 
something will come come around from it. Do you not fancy? Yeah, any, and I, I was going to say, do you not fancy any of this sort of real short course stuff, Ian? Like the sort of 400, 800 meter track style OCR workouts like they do in South Africa? I do not like that <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> at all. I, I think it's fun now and again, but it's not something I would want to focus on at all. Um, I prefer going on several hour mountain runs and getting lost in the mountains as opposed to getting on a track and going as hard as they can for 800 meters. That's right. But don't forget nice. to take your bear spray in. You're telling me that you had the choice of taking your bear spray because it no. was heavy because you didn't take it. Is that right? Yeah. Thankfully, I didn't see any. I You always got to take your bear spray. There were several <laughs> runs. I didn't take my bear spray on, and I got an earful from my wife. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that, I mean, that is something I got to worry about here. Thankfully, they're all uh, sleeping for the winter now, um, so I don't have to deal with them. That, but, that, uh, yeah. As, but, as, as an Englishman, that sort of thing really, like, is so surreal. Like, the fact is, we just go out for a run and don't really bother. The only thing we have to worry about is the bloody English traffic, you know, whereas you guys go out for a run, you've got to worry about all sorts of things trying to eat you. It's quite funny, really. Lions, bears. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have lions, actually. No, we do have lions, actually. We have mountain lions. Um, yeah, the biggest things i got to worry about are mountain lions, bears and moose those are the three main things that you don't really want to mess with and as long as you leave them alone they're pretty chill uh you can run faster oh, i did have a ma- oh you i mean they can the problem is all three of those can outrun any human so yeah yeah i get worried when i run past the cow <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Cows are scary. Yeah, you you may not want to come here then. There's a lot of moose. Like I saw six or seven moose this year um, just out on runs. And then on a mountain bike ride, there was a mountain lion stalking me for a short amount of time. That one scared me a lot. That was very scary. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. (laughs) Are you you wearing your heart rate monitor at that point? Do you get back and your heart rate is almost like at death? Yeah. I actually should check out that run um, or that mountain bike ride because I was wearing my heart rate monitor and there's probably a very big spike right <laughs> when I saw the cat. <laughs> 240. Followed by a brown patch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so um, over the Spartan next year of the Worlds, is there any more races you quite fancy trying out in America next year? Anything else you keep sort of... Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in America, um, unless something new kind of shows up. I've done most everything, um, minus World's Toughest Mudder um, and the toughest races, or the, I think they're toughest races. Yeah, um, they, they, they the eight the eight hour uh, yeah, the overnight ones, um, and then Ultra Beast. Those are really the only things. The Ultra Beast, they don't really have an interest in doing. It's just kind of doing a beast twice. And I've done plenty of beasts, so I know what mm-hmm. doing doing it twice would be like. Um, I don't know. We may I may get over to Denmark at some point for um, some adventuring and then possibly check out a European race over there. Uh, because I have always wanted to do the Scandinavian Toughest series, um, 
or just see what those are about. I, I really like that format idea. But no, it's it's tough to say at this point. Um, until everyone has their series and all the races announced, um, I haven't really planned anything too far in advance. This third is which everyone is waiting to see when the races are going to be. I do think you'll like that toughest series, though. I think if you, I think over here that's known as one of the best series races in Europe for sure. Oh yeah, um, quite technical, but I think known as one of the best for sure. Yeah, it looks really fun, and I like the penalty style and the ability to choose your own lane, um, and that can really shift up the race. No, definitely. If you've got clients and you've got connections in Europe, then that's a little bit easier and a bit more accessible for you to get over here, maybe? Yeah, I don't necessarily have many in that area right now. Um, but I think we were planning a trip over there and it may just coincide uh, if it works out. Right. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll leave it there, Ian. We really, uh, appreciate your time. Um, thank you yeah, very much. absolutely. So again, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, do you want to um, do you want to shout out to anybody in any sort of uh, sponsors or anybody you're working with? Any anybody you need to shout out to? Not really. I just I would like to thank all the clients I work with and athletes who I get to um, help and be a part of their training uh, all season long. Um, you guys are awesome. You make my life fantastic, and uh, I love my job. So I I enjoy working with each and every one of you. Awesome. Nice. And where can people find you, Ian? Is it on uh, Instagram is the best way to get hold of you? Uh, any any method is good. I'm on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, OCR Hosek is my handle. Also, um, www.hosekpe.com is my website. And that's got a little bit of information on my training and methodologies as well as uh, my contact work email on there. So if anybody wants to hook up with Ian and potentially start working with Ian for a coach, then that's the website to go to. Is it Ian, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Awesome stuff. Well, man, well, you have a good off-season. Try not to get chased by too many bears or mountain lions or moose, and we'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Spartans! What is your profession? You've been listening to OCR Audio with Luke and Jack. See you next time.